check mic, check mic, one, two, one, two, and go. <laughs> Vipika Dim, welcome to Lost in Our 40s. This is a podcast giving Kenyan women a voice on growing up and liking it, or at least trying to. <laughs> I'm your host, Shiro, and each week we shine a light on ways we can try and make life work better for us. Grab your favorite drink and let's chat for a while. Karibu. Hey, good people. Today, let's play a bit around with the energetics of money. <laughs> a big topic, but, you know, we approach it from the side. Cash. What emotion does it bring out in you? Even just that, even me just saying that statement. What does it make you feel? <laughs> and this is relevant because... Um, a lot of us, and again, a lot of these things that happen have little to do with us. It's not our fault. Because um, of the time in which we were born, I don't know if that's saying it right, but um, our relationship to colonialism and the switch over to capitalism, we are a generation, and maybe more so our parents, are a generation that had been coming to grips with this newfound phenomena and this ripping apart from whatever the traditions used to be. So we find um, a lot of our parents had a lot of, I don't want to call it struggle, struggle is not the right word, but their relationship with money was, um, uh, was probably one built on scarcity that money is um, rare. Money is hard to come by. You need to work very hard for money. It's not easily available. And this is what um, a lot of us have come to believe. I, I don't know if I'm just making such a grand <laughs> of a generalization, yeah? But I do think the impact of colonialism and the loss of African traditions does quite play an impact on this. That said, I mean, this is a global phenomena. I think it's not just um, where we found ourselves in history and in the world. But if we just take a step back, and I was reading this book, though I don't know if he says this, I was reading this book, um, The Psychology of Money, and the guy says that all of us have a particular relationship with money. And it is built deep in our psyche, comes from our past, and it's something that exists, and this causes us to react um, in different ways, which are subconscious to us. This is why you might find yourself sweating. <laughs> you might find yourself sweating in a certain situation where, I don't know, you're talking about, I'm thinking of an example. I think there's a time I was sweating in a mat. I'm a tattoo, Kenyan public transport. Oh, you know what happened? I, oh, so this is a good story. I was in Amat many years ago. I had 21 shillings in my pocket. Old money. old. <laughs> By old money, I mean the old Kenyan currency, the old coins. So the 20 shilling and the 1 shilling coins were about the same size, just that the 20 shilling was um, fatter. And the coin was new, actually. So there used to be a 20 shilling note. For those of you who this is a lesson in history, there used to be a 20 shilling note called blue because it was blue. 
I know. <laughs> but anyway, so my story is I had 21 shillings in my pocket. I was coming from um, the CBD from town and I was going home. I think I had gone to, anyway, I had gone to was not the point. So the Matatu fare was 20 shillings. Then I decided to buy a suite. So I took out a coin from my pocket, paid for the suite, got into a mat, was happy with my life. Everything was great until I opened up my hand. <laughs> no, until the tout was coming around for cash. And I mean, I didn't think much about it. You know, this being young is really nice. Young, stress-free, youthful. In in my day, I knew it used to be. Having exact money wasn't an issue. And this exact money I'd gotten from my parents, because I guess I told them I want to go to town and do X, Y, Z. So they probably gave me maybe 41. <laughs> 20 to go, 20 to come back. I don't know if I got money for lunch. But anyway, so um, all was fine and dandy until I put my hand in my pocket and what I brought out was a one shilling. The look of utter awe and shock. I I <laughs> I think I think I couldn't believe what I saw. Cause I reached into my pocket, held out the hand I held out my hand with a coin to the tout, opened my hand, and it was a one shilling coin. So I I I, I what I want to say that it was the look on my face. I think it was the I think it was also the energy that I portrayed. I portrayed the energy of um, someone who would genuinely have paid their fare. So the tout actually let me go. The, the tout did not make a scene, did not make a big deal out of it. He just said it was fine, turned around and went on with his day. Wow. You know Nairobi touts. <laughs> you know Nairobi touts. And you know the fact, this was the time before the Mishuki rules, there were previous Mishuki rules. It tells you my age. So this was, well, I did tell you my age. I'm 45. So this was at a time that um, standing passages were not allowed, if memory serves me right. So I was sitting. So this guy is meant to provide money for each seat because the car never goes half empty. So that means that um, the universe had taken care of me. All these energetic fields at play. The universe had said it's okay. Money had said it's okay. All this played to the tout to say it's okay. And I sat down and enjoyed my journey and got home. <laughs> okay. I didn't expect to tell that story because clearly I didn't even remember it. But um, part of what I hope it illustrates is that your perspective will affect your experience. Yeah? So my innocence, my genuine um, sincerity, my the, the, the energy at which I was vibrating, because I had a very good day. I was, whatever it is that I was doing, it was a sunny day. Well, it was Nairobi. It was a sunny day in Nairobi. <laughs> I'd had a very good day. So I was at an energetic high. I'm a young person. I think going to town was like a feat in itself. I was just happy. So... Because of that, I hadn't expected anything to go wrong with my day. And the universe hurt me. And the universe just corrected everything. And nothing went wrong in my day. And let's extrapolate this story to the other side of it. Remember, somewhere in the streets of Nairobi on that day was a woman who sells sweets who, instead of getting one shilling, got 20 shillings. 
And 20 shillings at the time was, I guess, quite a lot, especially for someone who's, you know, selling sweets on the streets. So the universe had conspired. There was probably a great need that this woman had. And she had told the universe, look, I need 20 shillings. I need to feed my child today. I don't know where I'm going to get money. I need to feed myself. I don't know where I'm going to get money from. Please provide a prayer. God, please provide. And everything just fell into place. So it was like this full orchestration that came together. And even for the tout, maybe there's something that happened for him that day. Maybe he, with men, I always just think about women. <laughs> so, so maybe the girl he'd proposed to, he'd been hoping for, maybe he proposed to her in the morning and she said yes. So he had a day that was fantastically aligned and everything was going to go well for him. <laughs> so you see, all these people vibrating at higher levels, and when I say vibrating at a higher level, I mean um, um, low levels of vibration are shame, guilt, these feelings that really just throw you down in the pit. And there is, I'll put a link in the um, notes, there, there is this diagrammatic representation of these um, levels of vibration. So with the lowest just being this, shame is actually the lowest one. Shame is this feeling of not not that I did something wrong, but that I am wrong, yeah? So if I had been ashamed because I did not have fear in that matter to ride, my experience would have been dramatically different because my vibration would have been lower, yeah? And we read each other's um, energy signatures, if I call it that. So the Matatu Tout would have been able to pull this out of me. And because of that low level that I would have presented myself with, he would probably have kicked me out and made a scene. The whole Matatu would have um, laughed at me. And that is because in that um, vibration and in that feeling, I attract what I feel. I create what I expect. Yeah? So... In the real sense at that time, I created, I, I, I expected to have a good day. So this, this whole scene with this Matatu Tout passed over less than a minute. You know, he came over to me, so I didn't have cash, went away. He even smiled. <laughs> I promise this is not a made-up story. <laughs> Matatu Touts are people too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The universe listens to you and gives you exactly what you want. You create your expectations. You create your reality. So if your expectation and your reality, if what you speak, and my mom used to say this all the time, and I, I can never remember how the phrasing is, but what you, what, you, what you say with your mouth is what you call. You create what you say. Your words are very powerful. Your words are... Um, your words are your instructions to the universe. So if you say, I am broke, the universe hears you are broke and the universe will make you broke. Yeah. So if this is the cloud you walk um, under, the cloud of brokenness, that is what you shall receive. And being broke, incidentally, does not mean that you have no money because it's your, it's your impression of it. You could be a broke millionaire <laughs> because you feel you have the million in your bank account 
you know, well, maybe a million. You have several millions in your bank account, but you feel broke. You live your life as if you are broke. And somehow the universe will answer you and you shall lose that those millions that you have. Yeah. So you don't have, maybe you're listening to me and thinking, but it is a fact. No, the fact is not that you are broke. The fact is perhaps that um, you have opportunity for more money in your life. Yeah. Spinning things in a more positive sense gives um, the universe something to work with. The universe will give you what you say. If the universe doesn't um, hear no. <laughs> and I can't remember where I read this. I read this in some book, but I don't remember where. The universe does not hear no. We had, I don't know if they still exist, but we had this freedom from hunger walks. So what the universe there hears is hunger. So what the universe will create is hunger. It doesn't understand that you're trying to say no hunger. Yeah. The example in the book was no war. I think sometimes in the 70s or something, there used to be these match matches for um, no war. So there were the peace matches, which is a positive, And then there is a match for the end to war. So the universe will give you what you ask for. When you ask for hunger, when you say no war, the universe does not hear the freedom, does not hear the no. So that's why um, my example is on how you phrase it. If you look at your bank account and um, think <laughs> there's room for a lot more, and this acts on different spheres, so maybe it's something more extravagant. You know, even people who have a lot of money call themselves broke. Broke, why? Because they can't uh, manage their trip to Australia. I don't know why Australia, just because I guess because Australia is very far, so it's probably rather costly to get to, yeah? So, you know, there's a trip being organized by all your friends and you tell them, ah, me, I'm too broke, I can't go. Huh. So what will happen is, you A, you won't go, because you've told yourself you won't go. B, you won't have the money to go, the resources. In fact, even if the resources aligned themselves, in a straight line, you were just picking up money. <laughs> you were just picking up money from the streets. You know, in the thousands and the thousands. Um, you, you would, in fact, you wouldn't, you, you would have opportunity to pick money on the streets, but wouldn't um, see it. You wouldn't recognize it. Because the um, blinders, you know blinders, those things that they put on the side of horses' eyes so that the horses can only see straight. The blinders you've put on the side of your eyes are um, only allowing you to see in a particular direction. And that is a direction that doesn't have money to go to Australia with your friends. And they'll send you nice pictures <laughs> and they'll go. But if you had just um, attuned yourself differently, it might have been possible. It would have been possible because everything is possible. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, there. I'm not saying that there are no, uh, I don't want to use that word, there are no difficulties in life. Yes, they do exist. Difficulties do exist, but the, um, the sum total of your experience will depend on how you view them. Is that what I want to say? On how, on how you experience them, yeah? on how you experience them, how you, 
relate with yourself in that situation. I really hope this doesn't come out as um, flippant. This saying that your attitude carries the day. Because again, there are really grave situations. And here also to emphasize that we must feel what we feel. Our feelings are there to be felt. Whenever we sweep them under the carpet, we do ourselves grave injustice because they just go hide somewhere in our bodies and must one day come out. So yes, if your circumstances are making you feel like, are making you feel sad because you, you're you not able to achieve what you wanted to achieve, feel that sadness. Sit in that sadness for a bit and feel it. And then it is after that that you can consider um, a change in perspective or a change in attitude. And again, certain situations just cannot call for that. Certain situations just need us to sit and um, uh, experience them. And I'm not trying to touch into those at all. Um, again, let's go back to the trip to Australia. So you will feel sad because you did not get to Australia. But this is very different from someone who's hungry because they don't have food. Yeah. Somewhere in the Bible, it says, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm those people for somewhere in the Bible. It says uh, you will ask. This is God speaking. You will ask me for anything, anything at all, and you shall certainly have it. So what I'm talking about is not quite insane. It's even a promise from God himself. Well, that marks it for our episode today. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you found um, something to take away. And if nothing else, we're somewhat entertained. <laughs> um, if you'd like to reach out to me, I leave my um, email addresses in the notes, but it is uh, lostinourfooties at yahoo.com. And on Twitter, it's the same handle, lost, at lostinourfooties. Feel free to reach out. Thanks again.